NetCredit is here to say yes, because you're more than a credit score. Apply in minutes and get a decision as soon as the same day. Loans offered by NetCredit or lending partner banks and serviced by NetCredit. Application subject to review and approval. Learn more at netcredit.com slash partners. NetCredit. Credit to the people. Hey folks, it's Lyle. Get this. I'm coming to over 40 cities across the United States, the UK, Europe, and Australia to do this here Therapy Gecko podcast live. These shows will involve bringing folks from the audience up on stage to talk to a gecko about whatever they want, just like we do on the podcast. Uh, The shows are completely unplanned, completely unpredictable, and they will be a lot of fun. So if you're a fan of the podcast, you should definitely come out. Uh, Tickets are available right now at TherapyGeckoTour.com, and you should get them before they are sold out. That's TherapyGeckoTour.com. We'll put the link in the episode description as well. Uh, The live shows are are very fun. They're very gecko-y, and I hope to see you there. All right, let's get into the episode. Hello? Hi. Oh, is this the Geck? Yeah, how are you? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Um, my name's Nick. Um, should I just go into what I'm calling about? Um, sure. All right. So last year, I moved in with uh, some good friends of mine from work. And we've uh, become pretty close. Um, like, we kind of do everything together because we live together. Um, so they're married. It's a, a man and a woman. Um, they're married. Uh, they, they've had this relationship where like he's okay with her seeing other women because she kind of explores that and he's just committed to her. And that's, I, I've always found that interesting. It's never been my thing or anything. But so we, we, did, we do this thing where we have movie nights and uh, we watch movies for hours and then, you know, kind of hang out. So, so a, a month ago, we're like watching movies and then uh, he leaves for work because we, we usually stay up pretty late and she's kind of acting weird. And I kind of I'm like, Hey, what's up? And she goes, so I've been meaning to tell you this, but I'm like madly in love with you. And I, I'm, I'm in love with him too. So I'm, I'm kind of exploring in my head, like possibly pursuing polyamory. And he didn't know about this. I definitely didn't know about this. So I have this like, I have this problem where like, when something sprung on me, I kind of immediately react like, oh, it's fine, it's fine. But like, obviously I had to process this and uh, really not sure how to go about it because we're all still like friends and live together. But like, it's just, it's it's put, put me in a weird position because I'm not interested at all. I never was. And I'm just not sure how to move forward, I guess. Uh okay. Do so all right, let me let me get this straight here. So this guy Sorry, it's a lot going back. <laughs> no, 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 no. So this guy, I think I get it. So this guy uh he is dedicated only to this girl. But uh, they have an, an arrangement where the girl is free to, you know, have sex with whoever she wants or be in a relationship with whoever she wants or anything like uh, that. Is that strictly the case? women is what they discussed. Oh, strictly women. 
Correct. Mm-hmm. And so he he didn't know about this, and she told me first because she said if she wouldn't if she didn't tell me first, she wouldn't be able to tell me at all. So I was like, okay. So I was worried after the fact, like if she tells him because he's one of my best friends. Like I, I love this dude to death, and I was like, well, is he gonna like change his opinion of me, or is he gonna you know get mad at me? It's not in his character. I didn't expect it, but it was still a a thing that I was fearing. And so she told him, and he was not hostile towards me at all, thankfully. But, like, he definitely didn't like hearing that, and it definitely affected his mental health. Like, he came to me, and this guy never cries, but he was crying to me. And I'm just in a situation that technically partially not involved in because I'm not interested, but it also is surrounding me. If that makes sense. Uh, okay. So as in, as far as what should you do, I mean, I agree with your sense of it. This really kind of has nothing to do with you because right. uh, you're not going to pursue a relationship with uh, your friend's wife. Um, <laughs> Correct. Your fr- yeah. Your fr- your friend's wife has feelings for you, which is not within your control. It's good that your friend knows <laughs> about them. And it's good that, uh, your friend knows that you, it's good that everyone knows that there's not like weird hidden resentments and things. Right. Boiling up. But I mean, fuck man, as far as what you do, and, um, I don't know, go outside. Well, it got even weirder. Well, cause, uh, I've been, you know, I've been single for a uh, little over a year now. Um, I moved out here single because uh, I was living with my ex, so I needed to get out of that. But I've been, like, you know, scrolling through the apps and stuff. And I finally uh, got a match with somebody recently and was supposed to go on a date. And she actually got hurt by that news, so hurt that she had to leave the house and leave her husband alone because mm-hmm. it was it hurt her feelings. And that killed him because, like, you're my wife, you know. It's like, <laughs> it's just such a weird thing. And I... Like that's my business, though. Why are you so affected by it? Like I don't know. It hurt so weird. your friend's wife's feelings that you were going on a date. Yeah, yeah. Because she couldn't have me, you know. So <sighs> it sounds ridiculous, and that's that's kind of how. <laughs> but but she still wants to be friends, and like I, I kind of put a pause on that because I needed to process my feelings but lo and behold two weeks ago I got laid off from my job and they it's almost like I don't want to say she used that scenario to kind of brush it under the rug but like she just started talking to me again to console me and stuff and like I kind of reciprocated it because like I am in a tough spot right now but like I also still need to process these very real feelings you know let me ask you some questions uh do you do you have genuine interest in continuing to have a platonic friendship with this woman? I I do, but at the same time, no, people like she kept saying how she wants things to go back to normal. And it's like that's not really a possibility because what is normal yeah, anyway? But sure. the dynamic has completely changed. Sure, like I can't. Yeah. I can't do or say anything without realizing that it has some 
heavier weight in her mind. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. That's all legit. That's all legitimate. That's all very legitimate to feel. Whenever you hang out with, do you have like your own kind of independent relationship with her, and and as well as an independent relationship with the guy? Uh, I'd say that's a fair uh, statement. Yeah, I I do. Um, like we we kind of have our own dynamic when we're all three together and then when we're individually together it's like our own other thing so yeah there, there's there's pieces to every like individual relationship that are unique yeah dude when's the last time you all three of you hung out uh well i mean technically we live together so anytime we're out in the living room it's like but for my uh actually the last time we actually went out and did something was for my birthday like the week before all that shit went down we went out for dinner and stuff and but even then like when i think about going out it's like when i think about it now it's like my perspective is just completely rattled and changed you know because obviously Mm. 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 uh is any part of you considering taking a break from hanging out with these people for a while yeah uh, yeah, it's just, it's kind of hard to, uh, navigate since I, I live with them and it's like, I mean, I'm, a, I'm in my room a lot anyway. I'll, I'll, I'll say that for sure. So, okay. Well, so like, here's another thing. I, you're, uh, this couple sounds like they got a lot of shit to work out together. Um, that ain't got nothing to yeah. do with you. So, Correct. uh, I, I, maybe it could be a good idea to, let them work that out, you know. Not 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 drag you into it. Yeah, yeah. I feel like they have a tendency to do that to include me. Do you but, feel that way? Do you feel yeah, like I they have set some boundaries? Yeah, I think not, that's it's a good not a idea. malicious thing. I don't think it's a malicious. It doesn't sound like yeah. a malicious thing. Uh, it sounds like everyone in this situation is confused. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, and I yeah, don't think I don't think I've never I've uh, never dealt with polyamory like this, and I've never even been in a situation like this in my life. So I don't think shock. that dragging you into it is a uh, action of malice as much as it is an action of uh, aimlessness um, and comfort. I think I, I'm 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 a very good friend of them. I know I know that at least. So okay. Well, look. <laughs> Is 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 your continued interaction with them and uh, uh, involvement in their conflict bringing you uh, unpleasantness? Yeah, because I have a lot of my own shit going on. Like I said, I just got laid off and I'm trying to, you know, work on myself. And it's kind of hard when I have to worry about two other people as well. Okay. Yeah. I don't think it would be such a bad idea then to... Uh, let let them figure their own stuff out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, who did I'll you go on the dates? Uh, no, it was, no. <laughs> I got. I you got didn't go even to, go. But, you didn't you know, even go but, on the date. You made everyone made a no. whole big fucking deal People, about it, and you didn't even. Oh go on yeah, the date? yeah, that was my thing. I, I scoffed at that too. I was like, yeah, well. <laughs> What's your deal? Are you trying to date more or? Yeah, yeah, I'm open to it. Yeah, like, but I'm also trying to, you know, get my own shit in order as well. But yeah, yeah, I just, I think I just need some space, really, mentally and physically. All right. Well, 
You sound like a, a nice, handsome guy. I think it'll all work out. Oh, shit. Thank you. You're handsome, too, Gecko. Hey. Nick, is there anything else you want to say to the people at the computer before we go? Yeah, you guys are awesome. Um, uh, I might check out your tour, too. So we'll, we'll see what's up. Oh, sure. I hope to see you there, baby. All right. Have a good night. Nick forever. NetCredit is here to say yes to a personal loan or line of credit when other lenders say no. Apply in minutes and get a decision as soon as the same day. Loans offered by NetCredit or lending partner banks and serviced by NetCredit. Application subject to review and approval. Learn more at netcredit.com slash partner. NetCredit. Credit to the people. Hello? Hello? Is this the deck? Yes, who is this? Oh my god, this is Daniel. Daniel, what's going on? Oh, you know, just uh, enjoying an extra day off for the holidays. How are you? Um, Daniel, it says here that you bought a one-way ticket to somewhere many, many miles away. And um, that it worked out for you. Yeah. Um, like a year ago, I just kind of... Well, I quit my job. I sold everything I owned, packed everything I could into a backpack, and uh, moved 2,000 miles away to start over. I was definitely very manic in the middle of that, but uh, yeah. And how long ago did you say this was? About a year ago. Um, and what was it that compelled you to uh, catapult yourself so far away? Fuck. I mean, ever since the pandemic, it's like life has gone to shit. I was going through a divorce, and uh, my job industry kind of went. It was one of the first to go in COVID. You know, I was a restaurant manager, so um, jobs got shitty, life got shitty. Uh, decided why not and take a chance, leave the South, go somewhere better. Mm-hmm. Um, and can I ask where you went? Seattle. You went to Seattle. And uh, why did you pick Seattle? It was kind of like I was just a dart on the map, honestly. It didn't really matter. Okay. Um, and did you know anybody in Seattle at the time? No. No. No, not at all. Okay. Um, did you have any money? Uh, I, got, I had about $1,000 from selling my shitty car. And... Um, yeah, that was about it. <laughs> okay. Um, so, um, apparently it says here that, that this all kind of worked out for you. So, uh, let's talk about... Well, let's talk about when you first got there. I mean, what did you do? If you only had $1,000, how did you, you know, rent an apartment or eat food or do right. anything? I assume you went there without a job. All right. So, I had a job offer. Um Kind of. Uh, I planned the whole move in less than two weeks, and I was just applying to jobs on Indeed. Like, it was a swiping on a date map of the mess. Um, got, like, this really sketchy job offer at a restaurant um, for ghost kitchens. Don't recommend zero out of ten. Um, tried working that. Got an apartment with some roommates that I didn't know. It was really sketch for a minute, like, in terms of getting my life sorted out. Um Especially because I was very manic when I got here. I ended up in a psych hospital like two months, two, three months after I got here. It was a whole thing. How did you wind up in a in a psych hospital, if you don't mind sharing? I mean, you don't have to remember um, any aspect of this. You don't want to, but... No, I'm yeah, curious. no, for sure. Um, 
So I don't know if you're familiar with mania with bipolar disorder, but if you get, if you get too far up, you go into psychosis. Uh. And I kind of lost my marbles, uh, very, very legitimately. I was like hearing shit, seeing shit. I was, I was not sleeping, and then I got um, like taken to the ER and got admitted to a place and helped me get back on medication, which is probably the only reason why I'm still able to be functional up here. It's been, it's been interesting. Mm, mm. Did was there a certain uh, uh, event or catalyst? Um, you know, during that two months that, that kind of sent you over the edge? It was during the holidays. You know, I don't have any contact with my family. Um, 2,000 miles away, wondering if I made the right decision, just catapulting my life away. Mm. That was stressful. I mean, most people don't do that, you know, <laughs> without support. What was the job that you came there to do? I was cooking at the time. I'm not doing that job anymore, but I was just cooking for a restaurant at the time. Okay, and how was that treating you? It was all right. I mean, I didn't like it. That I mean, that's why I quit. Now I have a much better job. <laughs> but um, it did what it needed to do to help me sustain myself, for sure. Okay. Uh, so when you're in the psych hospital, uh, how long does it take, and what are the... Prerequisites for uh, getting out of there, like how do how do you how do how do they know when you're like chill to leave? Um, I mean, you meet with like a doctor every day and like a therapist, and I say this also loosely because you're really not supervised that much. But you just have to meet like a certain criteria, which is like not a danger to yourself or others, not in psychosis, like stable on meds, sleeping, eating, you know. A relatively functional human being. Mm-hmm. I was only there for like a week. And um, what did you do when you got out? I went immediately back to work. Uh, actually, well, I mean, I quit a couple months later, but um, uh, I started realizing I needed to get sober, so I got sober in that meantime as well. Um, went into real therapy. Started taking care of myself. Left the toxic ass service industry. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. So you said that this move ultimately worked out for you. Tell me a little bit about what your life is like now, and how uh, it's better than it was a year ago. I would say I'm a lot more stable in terms of like I'm not freaking out all the time, not chasing the super highs and lows of life. Um, stable housing. I've never lived in a place longer than six months and I've been here a year in the same apartment um, starting to have a support group of friends um, it's weird you know like I I had so many people where I was before I lost my shit in the old place I was and I didn't really I took it all for granted and now I'm like actually making an effort to be a better person and like be there for people around me and not be a drunk piece of shit all the time on top of not taking my medication Stably employed, which is weird and different. Work a weird job by comparison to what I've ever done, but it's fun. What do you do now? I make candles. You make candles. <laughs> I'm a candle maker. That I'm sounds maker. very, um, very relaxing. Very relaxing. Yeah, How did you get into podcast. making candles? 
Yeah, um, one of my roommates at the time was working for the candle place. And they were like, do you want to come make candles? And I was like, yeah, that sounds great. And it's super, super fun. It's interesting. Um, it's relaxing when it, you know, when it can be, even there's a lot to do. And there's a lot to do than making candles. It's bizarre. You don't really think about it. Mm. Um, and do you have friends in Seattle now? Yeah, yeah. I have... Um, Mostly through people that I've met through recovery groups since I got sober, and I put a lot of effort into doing all that stuff to help other mm. people in recovery. Mm. So these friends that you've met through the recovery groups, I'm curious. What, and I guess, like, what what do their stories usually sound like? Do they sound similar to yours? Did they move to? Um... Uh, uh, a place far away and, and did they have like uh, uh, similar home lives to you? I mean, yes and no. You know, it's interesting when you hear people's stories because, uh, you know, a lot of it's different. A lot of it's the same. It all kind of has the same um, like general timeline. I don't know. Yeah. You know, if you, you hang around enough people that are addicts and alcoholics, you're, you're going to hear your story. Like everyone thinks they're so... Uh, different when they come in you know and it, we're all the same you know there's a little differences here and there but everyone's talks somewhere there's plenty of people that have you know fucked off across the country or the world or um been just as chaotic as i have in different ways mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah i feel like um that's good though right i mean you come in thinking that your situation is unique and then once you learn it's not i, I feel like that makes you feel a little bit better does it not it can it can. It also, you know, I, don't know, I feel like a lot of people, at least, I wouldn't speak for me, at least I, you know, I was like, oh, I'm so, like, I'm so special and unique, and this is why I messed up, and that's why I can't be fixed. And then you meet, like, 10 plus people with the same situation, you're like, well, now I have no excuse. What the hell? <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Which is good and bad. You have the accountability. Right. I guess I guess I feel like there is yeah, sure I see what you're saying by being like, Oh, you know, I have no excuse. But that also can be kind of a good thing. You know, you see somebody oh, yeah, who absolutely. dealt with something that you dealt with and uh now you feel as though okay, well I guess if this person was able to overcome the obstacles, then uh so can I. And it's good that yeah. it's been a, a, a friend group for you. Yeah, yeah, I've met a lot of people that I, I get along with very well and I can just be myself and it's something that i'm not used to you know mm-hmm. like you so you said you're not used to it is this um is this one of the first times in your life where you have had a solid group of friends yeah yeah i mean i was married for a while and pretty isolated from everyone and uh, my marriage wasn't great um my family life was not great either and I didn't really make a lot of effort to meet people and the friends that I did have. It was uh, pretty toxic between both my end and their end. Um, Yeah, this is, I would say, like the first time that I've ever felt like comfortably okay with the people in my life and happy with that. That's great. Um, Have you spoken to your family at all or are they completely uh, out of the picture? Um, you know, my dad has called a handful of times in the last few months, but other than that, no, I don't really speak to anyone in my family. That's all right with me. Hmm. 
you say that's all right with you is that something is, is becoming all right with that something that was kind of like a a process for you yes and no i mean my relationship with my family's never been amazing um it's kind of hard to be no or little contact with your family even if you had a bad family life i guess from what i've noticed with other people too because i mean you have that like idea of what you wish your family was and like that's what right. i feel like i cling on to the most when i'm upset is like not right. them. it's the idea of what i wish it was and just making that distinction helps right and you can get lost in that with anything with the idea of how you oh, wish yeah, life was with the idea of how you wish you know your job was or the idea of how you wish your friends were it's like you can you can really spend a lot of time stacking trying to stack reality against expectations and uh re- reality will almost always lose yeah <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. but the one thing that reality does have over expectations is that it is real <laughs> yeah in the name yes it is <laughs> um what's next for you do you have a uh, strong desires for your life outside of building candles or do you live day by day hanging out uh, i'd say it's a little bit of both i mean i'm just trying to get through the day obviously but i have plans to hopefully go to college at some point um i'd like to get into like the mental health field uh, short term buy a fucking car i haven't had a car since i've lived here and that sucks <laughs> but um a little bit of both take it day by day try to make things better um kind of hard to find a direction in your mid-20s you know and you, you haven't had one and then you like you like gain sentience and you're like oh shit i have to actually make a life <laughs> like mm. the whole thing well you don't well you don't have to you you no, don't you have, have to. to you you to- well you totally could have you know you don't have to do any of that you totally could have just um continued to um drink every day and sit around and not do anything that's fair but you didn't but you decided no. you wanted to build a life this is pretty cool you didn't have to do that uh, you totally could have just drunkenly wandered the streets forever <laughs> And I would, I, I, and I, and I wouldn't have blamed you for that. I wouldn't have blamed you for that. That sounds fun, kind of. Honestly, no. Have you? Did you walk around downtown Seattle when you were here at all? Like, it's not. Like, it's not it. Like, oh no. Oh, I mean, no. It's fun until something bad happens. But until I mean, the, the just the experience. the experience. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm definitely like a wanderlust person. The urge to like just like live nomadically and shit and do that is great. But the world isn't built for that, unfortunately, for long term sustainably. Daniel, um, is there anything else you want to say to the people at the computer before we go? Just have a have a good night. Hope everyone got through the holidays all right. I know it can be a tough time for a lot of people. Oh yeah. Uh, take care, man. Appreciate you sharing. Bye. Bye, Daniel. I like Daniel. Um, oh, fuck, I forgot. I wanted to ask him more candle-related questions. Such as, uh, what his favorite candle is. 
or what candle takes the most time to make. I feel like um, certain candles probably take longer to make than others. Like, uh, like, chat, name some candles. What are different kinds of candles? Like lavender. Like lavender probably takes a lot longer to make than uh, tea. Because tea is everywhere. But wh how do you get lavender? If somebody put a gun to my head and was like, you have 24 hours to secure some lavender, they'd have to shoot me in the face. Cause I don't know where the, I don't know where I would get it, but yet these candle companies produce hundreds of thousands of lavender candles every year. Where are they getting all this lavender from? I I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. Okay. NetCredit is here to say yes to a personal loan or line of credit when other lenders say no. Apply in minutes and get a decision as soon as the same day. Loans offered by NetCredit or lending partner banks and serviced by NetCredit. Application subject to review and approval. Learn more at netcredit.com slash partner. NetCredit. Credit to the people. Hello? Hello? Hi, who is this? This is Grace. Hi, Grace. How can I, um, what's, what's going on? Nothing too specific. I'm a stay-at-home mom, so I guess if he has, like, any interesting topics for there okay what um are you at home with your kid right now yeah yeah he's he's uh he just turned one a few days ago oh really um yeah. how is how has it been being a mother Well, this is my second time around, and the first time I was 15, and the second time I'm 22, so it's really different. You were 15 when you had your first kid. Yeah. Uh, how? What was that experience like? That must have been extremely difficult. It was home life was a lot harder than school life. I mean, you know, kids are like, look at that pregnant chick here in high school. Yeah. <laughs> but ultimately it was like what was going down like at home that made it, I think, you know, all the more uh, uh, complicated. Are you okay with talking about what was going on at home? Oh, yeah. What was going on? Oh, yeah. Um, well, during uh, the time that I got pregnant, um, my mom and my stepdad at the same time uh, broke up. And uh, I, my mom, me, and my brothers moved in with my boyfriend's mom who, I mean, my mom only knew her for during, you know, the little times that teenagers bring their boyfriends over or whatever, you know. 
And during that time, my mom was also um, uh, struggling with pill addiction. So she was in and out and my dad was going through it and kind of went, I don't know, like he just like disappeared and lived in the woods for a while. Um, so when you had this kid at 15, who was helping you? It was, I mean, I had my boyfriend at the time and I was living with his mom. And while my parents were going through the waves of going through a breakup of, I don't know, like second 10 years, um, my boyfriend's mom was taking care of me and the boys. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, okay, so your boyfriend's mom was helping you take care of, and the, your boyfriend, I assume, was the was the father of the kid. Um, of the first one, we ended up having a falling out, and um, and I went into the dating world after being in a ten year relationship with a guy that I dated in high school. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And uh, surprise, surprise, I got knocked up again. So. <laughs> and uh, now is your current boyfriend helping you with this kid? Yeah. Yeah, he's very different from my first relationship. He uh, And it's, it's definitely like because I was 15, it's a lot of me and him doing things me and my current partner and when i was younger like i just i guess i just didn't realize how much like um his mom really did to help with my first kid right um and so you're you're the father of the first kid is he still around helping out with the first kid he's still in the first kid's life He's still in the first kid's life, but um, we had quite the dramatic fallout. Um, He was undiagnosed bipolar when we were together. And so we had uh, not the healthiest of relationships because of his, uh, uh, how angry he'd get. And then, you know, when someone's yelling at you, you might say something mean back or whatever, you know, so. Once we broke up, I think I was a trigger for him, and he had tried to commit suicide after after I uh, officially like said that we were done. Um, he commit, tried to commit suicide, and whenever I'd come around, uh, once he got back from the hospital, uh, I was like a trigger for him, so he just doesn't really talk to me. But he's still a part of my first kid's relation, like, life. Like, she's week on, week off. But, like, he doesn't want to be friends with me. Mm-hmm. But he's still in the kid's life. Yeah. Okay. And um, how old is your first kid now? I don't want to do the math. She's, so she's nine years old. Nine years old. Okay. She's and uh, how does how what's her relationship like with the baby? How does she feel about having a a, a baby a baby sibling? She 
everyone's excited. But she's also going through, like, the emotions of not being the only kid in the house anymore. And um, her dad actually had a kid with another woman before um, I had a kid. So she kind of, like, already had that um, sibling kind of... So, so you're okay. So when you were 15, you had a kid with this guy. Was the guy also 15? Yeah, we actually coincidentally had the same exact birthday. Did, um, so he was like, and, and, and when he was, by the time he was 15, he had already had a kid with somebody else. No, no, he, he, uh, we had our first kid together. And then when we broke up, um, shortly after, or he, uh, started dating some, uh, his current woman, and then they had a kid. Okay. And then, uh, a little bit after that, I ended up having a kid. All right. So she has two half siblings. Yes. Okay. By the way, how is your baby doing? Um, they've been present on this call, and I don't know if you're changing a diaper with one hand and talking on the phone with the other. No, he's he's in my arms. I'm just walking around in a circle, and he's waving his hand, and he just likes to be a part of the team. He's a pretty happy kid, just a little needy, you know, classic baby. Um, I assume that, I mean, it's you're 22 now? Um, I'm actually 25 now. So he's actually, he just turned one. So I got, I got pregnant at 24 and then had him, or maybe I had, I actually had him at 24 and got pregnant at 23. Okay. I thought you said you got pregnant at 22. With him. Yeah. 23 is when, because he's a year now. So, and I turned 25. Uh, okay. Not too long ago, like last. So I think I think it was like 23 is when I got pregnant with him. So um, how is being a mother at 25 different than it was 10 years ago at 15? It's a lot more like like independent. Like you when you're like a stay-at-home mom. I mean. It's a lot of just like this person depending on you, this little being. And when I was 15, I mean, Luna was a, was like a classic baby, but she was a big grandma's girl. Like, like she, like his mom would cook dinner for us, you know, or or like plan the meals and do the shopping. And if Luna was having a rough time sleeping, like she just she'd just come into the room and take her and try to put her to sleep while me and her son tried to catch some more Z's, you know, like it was like this selfless like woman that really, I guess, just really helped try to make it not terribly overwhelming. Um, Tell me real quick about like you know, outside of being a mom, what is your life like? Like, do you work? Do you have 
dreams? Do you what what do you, what is your life like outside of being a mom? Before I got pregnant with uh, my newest kid, um, I was in college, and I want to, I I want to be a teacher um, for little ones, um, mainly just as I guess of m- me feeling like kids, you know, need that uh, person that listens or whatever, but. Um, I like currently I just stay at home and I'm doing whatever, uh, my newest son needs. And, um, I mean, trying to find fun things to do. Like a lot of the time I pass time by just showing up at estate sales and garage sales and talking to a bunch of people. You, you pass the time by going to garage sales and talking to people? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll always end up finding something, too, but, I mean, it's a lot of fun just going to estate sales and asking uh, the people that are running it, like, who lived here or just hearing, like, stories about the person um, who lives there and or just talking to some random uh, person there. Like, it's, it's, like, one of the little creative ways that I found connection without having to, like go out uh to like big events or something so you go to these estate or try to make friends you know with no intention of buying anything but just to talk to people and learn about the estate and make connections well i go there definitely to buy stuff too but i'm i am eager to hear about like, I guess just talking to other people. Okay. Like, on top of looking around and finding stuff, there's a lot of fun conversations that just happen. Because people, like, they love talking to babies. So they just come up and they'll just start talking to my son. or And they'll be like, you know, when someone's talking to a baby, they're kind of talking to you, too. So then you just start a conversation from there. And then I'm, like, standing there for 30 minutes or an hour just like talking to this person and this has been a way for you to connect with other people yeah it's it's like a little less pressure you know uh-huh can i can i ask you a question yeah are you are you lonely at all like do you do you have like friends that you have to talk to and stuff I'm definitely, I'm definitely, like, there is that loneliness, um, you know, like, it's different when you have that buddy that you can call and just come hang out with you for three hours just sitting and watching your son play with the same toy, you know, (laughs) and you guys just, like, sitting and talking and, like, there's definitely, like, that connection. There's, there's a lot of... It's hard to have friends with people that don't have kids or kind of like are, um, I almost want to say kid proof. Like they're prepared to just kind of aimlessly do something for the same, like over and over again, or um, like go to a park and be hella bored with 
your buddy and have fun and chill out, you know. But How if I your... just go to places and then have conversations, it's just I, I don't have to continue to have conversations with them afterwards. I get my bucket filled of socializing. Um, how's your relationship with the father? Like, what, what is does, is he kind of at work all day? What's your relationship like with him? Yeah, so he's he's the breadwinner. So he goes to work and he'll come back. And when he's home, I mean, immediately I'm like really excited to have another grown up with me. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, our relationships, it's, it's pretty good. It's, uh, you know, every relationship is discovering the quirks and things with another person and I guess just getting through it or, or learning to be not frustrated by the fact or, yeah. you know, um, but. Um, yeah. What are your. Like looking to the future, what uh, what do you hope I for definitely, yourself and for your life? I I want to obviously finish college because I've been pursuing it since I was in school, like since I graduated high school. And I mean, whether that's just because I actually want to be a teacher or not, because like, you know, as you go through life, you're like, well, maybe I want to be this or maybe I want to be that. I just feel like I spent so much time in that. I, I, I want my prize. I want my, I want my associates. So there's that. And then I guess just, I don't know, classic living life in the way that I can, whatever makes me happy in the moment. Okay. I wanted to ask you this in, in, in this moment of your life, do you feel happy? I, I mean, that's a, that's a, that's a tough question. Um, sometimes I feel great and sometimes you know depression and postpartum they're they're both really riding it and it's just like it's hard to see all those good things and feel all those good things and so I mean I think as a parent like a parent life I'm happy but individually I I I I'm depressed. I'm I could I could use some friendship probably. Hmm. Hmm. You know, a partner's, yeah, I mean, a partner's a friend, but like <laughs> but you're with the motherfucker all the time, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I guess I can see why it's, you know, an attractive thing to like you know go to these like estate sales or garage sales and just like you can bring the kid and the kid gets to talk to people and you get to talk to people and it it kind of gets you out of the house and works for you yeah and it's almost always like a good conversation because i mean you have a baby you have this person that kind of brings up those positive feelings and 
all that, you know, so it's, it's it's almost guaranteed a, a a good conversation. Whether or not I can feel the flow of it and have a good conversation is different. But like babies, people with babies usually like people coming in to have a conversation. They're they're positive. Yeah, yeah. Um, this like you know depression and loneliness that sounds like it kind of ebbs and flows as do you know it does with a lot of you know i mean all all people experience this stuff and in in an ebb and flow way looking to the future especially yeah. you know you're you're still very young are you hopeful for the future i am I'm pretty hopeful. Like there's things that stress me out. Like along with being a parent, I, it's kind of like breaking, I don't know if it's the right word, like breaking the fourth wall. Like I just kind of like the world is a lot bigger than just my house, just my living room, just what I'm teaching my kids in my home. Like, and I get stressed out about the big world. There's so many opinions. There's so many, there's so much hate, you know, but like, I think it gives me hope hearing my daughter say something that is like loving and non-judgmental. And it's like, I think I'm doing my part in what makes me feel like I'm making a change. The people that are leaving my house are going to be loving and accepting and I'm I'm gonna chase my dreams of whatever being a teacher maybe I want to I want to release a book someday you know I'm so maybe releasing a book at some point yeah. but um you know you're, you're you're talking about this big world that's scary with all the people who are you know kind of negative or have these opinions and whatnot um that's something i've been thinking about a lot and it's like uh i think the best thing you can do and at least this is what works for me to kind of combat the anxiety of 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 trying to take in the entire world is um doing the best you can to create your own world and to make it in your own design and you can do that you know and and that's kind of what you do when you have a kid is you have this opportunity to um you know take kind of the things that and and the philosophies that you uh don't feel good about in the world and combat them with, you know, philosophies that you do feel good about. You know, how you were saying that uh, it makes you feel really good when your daughter is saying positive things. So, like, you know, you, you have the opportunity in however small a scale your universe is. Like, literally, if your universe just consists of you and your kids, and that's it, and that's your garden to water... You know, that's that's your little part of of the world that you can um, uh, influence and uh, uh, make however you you desire. I mean, you can't, you know, control your kids lives and shit like that, but you can positively influence them in the way that you feel as though people <laughs> yeah. should be. Um, 
And I feel like just focusing on doing that the best that you can uh, fades away all of the things about the outside world that can be stressful. And you're just focusing on your own. Yeah. And that's the best you can do. Yeah, I, that's that's true. That's true. I, 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 guess, I guess I didn't really think. I mean, it's true. Like, I have my two kids and that is like my little world. And whatever I put into it is, is kind of like what is a reality in it. Yeah. Um, or a motivator. What is your name again? Gracie. Gracie. Gracie, thanks for sharing all this stuff. This this is interesting. Um and uh I I I wish you good luck in, in cultivating a, a good environment for yourself and your kids. It seems like you're really out there doing the best you can for yourself and them. You know, I I do what I can. You know, no, nobody's perfect, but <laughs> you know, we're all just we're all just pushing towards something, you know? I don't know what it is, but we all just want to be happy. Gracie, is there anything else you want to say to the people at the computer before we go? Um, just, uh, you know, just, just take it day by day, people. Just take it day by day. We got this. Thanks for calling, Gracie. Thank you. You know, I I I hate babies a lot. I I really don't like them. Um, but I liked her. And by extension, I guess that means I, I like her baby. Um You it's hard you can't really like a baby. Because they they are they possess no uh traits, really. You know. Like, when you decide whether or not you do or don't like a person, it's usually based off of traits that they possess that can be positive or negative. But babies, they just are... I mean, they suck, also, by the way. If you were judging a baby on the same standard that you were judging a person, and a person was crying and screaming all the time, you might not like that person. But we give babies the benefit of the doubt because they're babies, which is a good thing. We should give, we should give babies the benefit of the doubt. I liked... Um, the thing that Gracie said where she's like, I get anxious about all the everything in the world and the people and their opinions. I think about it all the time, especially because like I'm on the fucking Internet and I'm always looking at people's opinions and things. And uh, I think at a certain point when it gets so overwhelming and you try to fucking take in everyone's everything all the time, you have to just go, OK, fuck all of this. Fuck everyone else. I'm going to sit in quiet and decide what I is important to me. And then in my own garden, whatever that looks like, whether it's your job or your family or your friends or the your fucking conversations you have with the people just in your life at the Best Buy or whatever, uh, how can you best do yourself in your own life and not worry about any other noise outside of that is something I'm trying to get better at. Um, I hope all babies 
are fine. I'm not going to wish them prosperity, but I hope they're okay. NetCredit is here to say yes, because you're more than a credit score. Apply in minutes and get a decision as soon as the same day. Loans offered by NetCredit or lending partner banks and serviced by NetCredit. Application subject to review and approval. Learn more at netcredit.com slash partners. NetCredit. Credit to the people.